Welcome to this podcast. This is a continuation on our series on confronting culture. We're going to discuss about pop culture today. Luke chapter 11, verses 27 to 28. The context is that Jesus is from giving one of the most elaborate sermons about demons and exorcism. And a woman in the crowd is so impressed with him that he starts to do what every human heart wants to do in that scenario, and that is to idolize the messenger. This is what happened. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. And he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So Jesus' answer is a blow to a generation that is seeking to idolize people in ministry. He's saying rather that ministry is not an end to itself, but it is meant to drive us to further obedience of God's word in private spaces when no one is seeing. I want us to note that pop culture is setting yourself up for failure because satisfying people is something that only God can do. And Jesus understood this and immediately he sensed that little hint of human praise. He was quick to direct as to the purpose of ministry. So if you idolize yourself, God will expose just how human you are. Luke 16 verse 15 speaks about this. And he said to them, this Jesus speaking, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Let's be careful that immediately we sense any, any any sort of human praise and idolization, that we are quick to denounce it and to show the purpose with which we are given ministry, the purpose to which we are given a business or even finances because when we allow ourselves to be idolized before the eyes of people god will expose how human we are because he doesn't share his glory with anyone let's also note that our faith is the one that touches the core of the heart that means human motives ministerial ambitions general life ambitions our dreams, the last of our hearts, the desires for fame, recognition. If we, if we don't allow God in those areas, we are just doing religion. Hebrews chapter 4 speaks about entering the rest of God. The Israelites failed to enter into God's rest because they did not believe him and trust him enough there is a level of wanting to take control of our lives that we don't trust god enough to let go of human praise and and appraisal there's a level of unbelief that comes with that On the contrary, there is a level of belief 
when we humanize ourselves very quickly before people that want to idolize us because we know very well that even without recognition even without being idolized that god would fulfill his purpose through us and so rest means that the israelites were still struggling with human ambition and the desires of their heart wanting them to be fulfilled wanting to be a nation that seems like other nations and they don't trust enough the things that god tells them to do and this was what happened hebrews 4:11 let us therefore strive to enter that rest this is an exhortation from what happened from the from the israelites who lost their rest many of them didn't enter their rest Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience for the word of the living God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and marrow of soul and and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and no creature is hidden from his sight but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So friends, that is the gospel we preach. Our gospel is not the one to caress our flesh and to make us to feel good about ourselves so that we are told that we are okay and therefore we don't need God that much. And so God is just there to bless our sin. to speak a blessing over our lack of character and to give us goodies the real gospel is that the one that pierces through the joints and the marrow through the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and if the word of god doesn't reach there then it is not doing the work that is meant to do in your heart james chapter 4 says where there are quarrels and fights among you is it not the passions that are at war within you you desire and do not have so you murder you covet and obtain so you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions you adulterous people and so this why the gospel is on a different dimension than the law of Moses. The law of Moses just required outward obedience. But the gospel requires inward and outward obedience. The gospel is the one that touches the ambitions of your heart, the covetousness. Do you feel the jealousy of comparing yourself with worldly people? Do you feel the need and the desire to be famous and to have money and to have mansions and to be billionaires those lasts of our heart are what the gospel touches friends and so these are some of the symptoms of pop culture in the church today number 1 is that we choose leaders out of outward appearance and we do not wait on god we choose leaders out of outward appearance and we do not wait on God. First Samuel 16 to 17 is where Samuel was 
choosing the sons of Jesse and was impressed by the elder son that was looking very nice and good outside and well built and handsome and he thought that this should be the anointed king but God was reminding him that the Lord sees the heart men look at what outward appearance but the Lord sees the heart the criteria for choosing leadership in the church today reveals that we have fallen into a pop culture we want to choose men that pop that can go out there and show charisma that can go out there and show some influence some sort of you know kept kept togetherness and perfection but is that what god really wants as leaders for his church and even those that are genuinely called by god do they wait enough until the time when they are sent there's a time for calling and anointing but it needs a period of training and character growth before you are sent it happened to jesus he stayed for many years training and grooming and the child grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God both men and God all that before he went into ministry the last three years of his life something happened to apostle paul when he met with christ imagine meeting with jesus himself how many of us after meeting jesus would run and and uh, register to build a church immediately because they have seen the face of Jesus. But you know what happened in Galatians chapter 1? He lived a private life being grounded in the gospel. He said no one taught him that gospel, but he just wanted to encounter God by himself. And yes, he was under instruction from many people who built him up. But he he said it, it was a period where he just sat in private community not being known not preaching he was just well grounded and now look at the depth of god's word and wisdom that came out of him when he went into ministry moses made a mistake and he thought because he had a calling and he was anointed that he could now minister out of his good ambitions and he ended up failing and killing an egyptian and even the israelites that he, that he thought he was saving and he would be an, a hero too they despised him he had to go to the wilderness and again wait wait until the lord came to send him are we patient enough to wait on the lord and yes the period of waiting is uncomfortable because we feel like we are wasting time we feel like there is a need for ministry right now didn't god know that the israelites were suffering in egypt and therefore moses needed to be sent soon he did but moses had to wait for 40 years because without that waiting how can the messenger go and speak in the name of of god that he has not met and so the lack of character and development in leaders today is because they were microwaved most of them just chosen because of the outward appearance and even though some have a genuine calling they were passed through very quickly through the ranks 
and they go up there and there is a genuine lack of being grounded in the gospel. Number two, another symptom of pop culture in the church today is that we show partiality in church communities. James 2 speaks about this, that my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen the one who the, those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him. So these, these uh, distinctions, this caste system that is in charge today of those who are rich and those who are poor, those who are anointed more than others, those who have material who are blessed material somewhere somehow ends end up into the eldership and they end up to be deacons because that gives some sort of a good impression of that church and that those who are poor they are rather sidelined that the main pastor would rather associate himself more with people who have influence and is the one who can attend their events and everything but that those people who are poor uh, no it's just other people can be sent to minister to them. You know, the pastor wants to walk around people of affluence and all that stuff. And that titles are really glorified in the church today, that doctors and engineers are sort of the heroes of the church. And that if you're a toilet cleaner or a waiter in a restaurant, you'll just be among the rest. Those are clear signs of pop culture. In the church today. Thirdly, we are seeking the approval of men and preaching the false gospel. John 15, 18 to 25, Jesus was assuring his disciples that if you are going to preach this gospel, there will be a level of being unpopular. This world doesn't like it. If it didn't like me, it won't like you. I'm really concerned with the popularity of some churches in that they are, choose, they are built to be some sort of a brand that has captured the hearts and the minds of their loyal fans. And so they have a popular following and all that stuff. With such kind of a people that are flooding into a ministry, it's very easy to want to please them. There are seasons when it happened, it even happened in the ministry of Jesus. But very soon, it wasn't so far away that he started to offend them. I'm genuinely concerned with such kind of ministries that are built on popularity and, re and worship leaders that receive awards and, you know, ministers that unknown and that they want to bring celebrities to their events and they want to be known out there as the biggest church and, and stuff there is a level of the 
diluting of the gospel that will go on to please such huge amounts of people. There's a level of seeking the approval of men that will happen when that when that goes on. Fourth, <clears throat> we do not want genuine church community because it is hard and uncomfortable and it will teach us humility. Philippians 2, 3-4 urges us that do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility count yourselves most uh, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not on only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. If we don't live in such an environment of humility and giving us our lives for the sake of others in a close-knit community, it is not so it will not take so long before our hearts will want human recognition and appraisal the answer to many ministers today that have fallen into pop culture is that they need genuine church community they need to go to a place where they are not superstars anymore and that they learn to just be a commoner and they learn to stay in a place where they can be told the truth in love and walk with people who pray with them and read the word of God with them. And that in that space, they are not, they are not, um, they don't bear their stage name. There's no one shouting to them to sing a song or anything of that sort. In an environment where their weaknesses are exposed, where people can see them for who they truly are, and they can love them and they can pray for them. But I believe there is some sort of running away from this with popular ministers because once we start to put bodyguards around us and once we start to move from from church to church to minister every time and we are constantly on the road that most of our calendar year we are just on the road ministering from one point to another it won't take long before we fall into the trappings of ministry and popularity there needs to be a very high level of concentrating on a local church community. It means even reducing the number of times you minister. It means even reducing the, <clears throat> the excessive work that we want to do in the business and in the marketplace. Just sacrificing a good amount of time to come and to be grounded in community. Because if you're not, it won't be long before pride takes over your heart. Lastly, there is a desire to compete with the world in flashiness, in prosperity, and the good life. Psalms 37, <clears throat> David is urged by the Lord, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and be and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him and he will act. There is a competitiveness with a, with a church to look worldly. We think that when Jesus is in, is when uh, we think that when the church has a popular program like just like there are popular programs on TVs that that is justifiable we think that 
when we convert famous logos like Adidas to addicted to Jesus, that is justifiable. We think that, you know, <clears throat> the best social media platforms with many followers should be churches. God is not in that kind of a competitive thing. We think that the most educated and well-known people in society should be in church because, you know, the world would be able to see that these people are learned and God is not in that kind of a competitiveness. God is not in competition with the world. He is holy. He is altogether different. He is in his own land, so to say. And he does not require that sort of human competitiveness. He doesn't require us to have Rolls Royces and Ferraris in church so that people in the world can see that and they can be attracted. He said that when Christ will be lifted up, he will draw men nigh to himself. So friends, let's beware of popping out and a culture of wanting people to go out there and to pop out. Let's remember how important community is, staying in closed doors, hearing and following God's word, how important that is. And that ministry is meant to point to that place. Ministry is not to point people towards being popular and being made known. It's meant to point us to the private place where God's word will design us, will be able to design our thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. Because that is the recipe for a triumphant church. Thank you.